A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. There's a lot of discussion about what the, the new world order will be. We will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. In the new world order. Individual carbon footprint tracker. The difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing, it changes you. We need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. So imagine the applications of that, the compliance. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. The pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's almost time for the great culling to begin. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. This is Connect Those Dots. Hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. Welcome to another episode here of this humble little podcast, Connect Those Dots, and I am your humble host, Joe Wachili. And today I got a little special one for you. Over the last week, I made a few appearances on some great hosts and some great networks over on InfoWars, first with Harrison Smith on his great show, The American Journal, Harrison Smith, friend of the show, guest of Connect Those Dots. I hung out with him for an hour on his show on InfoWars, and we had just such a great discussion. He's really doing sort of a recap of everything that went down in 2023, and uh, a lot of analysis, a lot of dot connecting, covered a lot of ground. Uh, wove in a lot of stuff that you've probably heard me talk about and connect those dots and some stuff that you probably haven't heard me talk about because I don't think I've brought them up yet on the show. But I did do it on Harrison Smith's American Journal when I was on there for an hour. So I'm going to treat you to that whole big old podcast and discussion and the crew flying in clips and all sorts of fun stuff and thought-provoking stuff with the bro Harrison. And then I was also on OAN with Chris Boyle on his great show, Nights with Chris Boyle, where he does sort of like a, a talk show meets late night comedy show. But then he brings goombas like me on there and we really uh, go crazy, go nuts. And where I was doing more of a recap of 2023 with Harrison, with Chris, we do more of a prediction of what will be coming down the pipe in 2024. So... This is a star sort of aligned, the dots sort of connected, and it's a perfect New Year's edition of Connect Those Dots, already recorded, already happened, and just in case you missed them, we're going to put them right here on Connect Those Dots. Dot Connectors, I'm going to see you in January, I'm going to see you in the new year, and we're going to see a lot of things really pop off, uh, connect those dots is going to reach a higher stratosphere. We got a lot of incredible guests lined up for you. Stay tuned and just the sky's the limit, you know, until they cut the power, until they do the cyber attack, until, you know, <laughs> then you better be right with Jesus. But until then, we're going to be crushing it. So here's first my interview with Harrison Smith for an hour and then my segment with Chris Boyle. 
at, right after, back to back. Special episode of Connect Those Dots. Love you, Dot Connectors. God bless. See you in the new year. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. InfoWars.com forward slash go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Third hour of American Journal is on. I'm very happy to welcome my guest, Joe Wakili, host of Connect Those Dots. Connect Those Dots is a podcast where he exposes the global powers running the world and shows you their own arrogant statements about how they're shaping the future into an authoritarian hellscape and provides insights into all that's happening in the world around us with thought-provoking analysis. You can find the channel on Rumble at Connect Those Dots, the website connectthosedots.tv. He's also on Instagram and Twitter, or I guess what's now called X. Welcome to the show, Joe. Yo, Harrison, bro. It's good to see you, man. It's great to be on the American Journal again, man. I've been chomping at the bit all morning to get on with you. Just felt it. I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to get on with my buddy Harrison and just have a conversation, man. All right, awesome. So what what you what have you been thinking? Is there anything on your mind right now uh, that, that stands out as something that needs to be discussed in front of the American people? I mean, dude, I mean, like, where do we start? Where do we start? Like, just sort of piggybacking off what you were saying and – I, I I think it's just the main symptom of all of it is the spiritual battle, Harrison. At the end of the day, whether it's the COVID stuff, whether it's the, uh, the the genocide stuff, at the end of the day, it's just people that are are Christless. And it's so funny because like over Christmas, you just see everything, and it, it's it's all Christ is sucked out of every single aspect of Christmas. Mm. You know, you I go to the shop right and I see walls with all sorts of uh, Jewish stuff all over. You, there's a yarmulke, there's a Star of David, there's a menorah, there's a dreidel all over the window. And then on the window next to it is your Christmas stuff. But all you see is Santa Claus, presents, snowflakes, Christmas trees, not a cross, mm. not a, a lamb, not nothing, no, no wise men, no, no, nothing as an effigy of Christ, man. And that's the thing is, man, we really just live in a Christless society. And I've been following you, Harrison. I've been following your coverage on uh, the, the satanic temple stuff and how these guys are such edgelords. They're so cool. They're so edgy. They're so against the establishment and the religious right. But it's so funny that they'll poke their nose and they'll rag on Christians all day, but they'll you'll never see them go to a mosque and put up an effigy of, you know, the shaitan, which is the, 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 the Islamic Satan depiction, mm -hmm. right? You know? You'll never see them, you, you made the funny quote about, you'll never see them create a religion devoted to worshiping Hitler and put it up at a synagogue or a temple. It's all just bashing Christ. And you know what? The, the world has given the red carpet. These people feel emboldened. These people feel empowered to rag on Christians and dunk all over Jesus. And it's the same thing with, with Bill Maher. On my last episode of Connect Those Dots on my Christmas special, I show this clip of Bill Maher, and he has this pencil neck guest on. I don't even know this dude. I never heard of him before. Uh, J James Carvel or Cargill, whatever the hell his right. name is. He looks like the zombie vampire from uh, uh, I Am Legend. Yeah, you know, I, th I think I covered the clip you're talking about, but yeah. 
Yeah, very disgusting, very creepy. And he's like, these Christian nationalists are everywhere and they're destroying the country. They are worse than Al-Qaeda. And then you see Bill Maher's just sit there and like, yes, yes. And Bill Maher, you know, just like the Satanic Temple, he's so edgy, he's so cool, he's so anti-religion. You never see Bill Maher glimmer and glisten and get so excited and get so fired up when he's got to talk about I never even hear him talk about other religions. But you just see this this aura of excitement just burst out of Bill Maher whenever he's got to, you know, dunk all over Jesus Christ and dunk all over Christians. So we live in a world where people are empowered to just crap all over Jesus and crap all over Christians. Yeah. And, you know, Harrison, I, no, it's it, absolutely. And, and there's a, an irony in it, isn't it? In which Christian societies are the only ones who will even tolerate that so you're targeting the the religion that is the foundation of a society that gives you the right to have religious freedom that gives you the right to uh, you know express yourself however you want. I mean these are offshoots, these are outcomes because of our Christian foundation, and yet it's that foundation that gets attacked and mocked, despite the fact that if it was any other religion, they wouldn't have the the right or or ability to do so. And he says it on the show. He's like, uh, Mike Johnson, he's, he's the Supreme, uh, he's the, the Speaker of the House. They got two Supreme Court justices that are Christians. It's so funny, though, that he just says nothing about the dual citizens of Israel that, uh, you know, are in all of our works of government so much. You know, I'm not saying it's one thing or the other. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. But these people want to point out that Christians in government is a bad thing. But they'll never sit there and give the same token to maybe Jewish influence in the government is a bad thing. Not saying it is or it isn't, or now I'm going to get attacked and be called an anti-Semite. But th th there is the double standard immediately. You well, see what I'm saying here? Of course, of course, because you just you just look at the statements they make, and it, I mean they they're, they make it with such uh, abandon. You know, it's just this blasé thing. I mean, we've seen articles when people like Amy Comey Barrett was becoming a Supreme Court justice where they're like, you know, can we really have a Catholic Supreme Court justice? Or like, you know, how will their Christian faith, can they even be trusted to make decisions on things like abortion? And they just say it with such a, you know, casual nonchalance when, and all you have to do is just take yourself out of the modern milieu, the modern uh, fog of, of perception and just go, if you were an alien or somebody from a thousand years ago or a thousand years in the future, just wasn't dragged down or, or held down by the modern preconceptions, what makes that any different than a mainstream newspaper like the New York Times writing an article going, can a Jewish person really be trusted to make laws in this country? And But for some reason, when they say it about Christians, everybody just goes, yeah, true, we can't trust these people. They're Christian. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> Why is it okay to say this about Christians when it wouldn't be okay to say about anybody else? And of course, it's not. It's not okay to say this about Christians. And the Bible says it, man. It says it all the time that you'll be persecuted for your beliefs or being a Christ follower. And employing the principles of Christ that you just said have created all of the society that we reap the benefits from every single day. And that give the people the ability to even criticize it. If it wasn't for Jesus coming to the world and saving the world and changing the world, these people wouldn't even have the ability to criticize them. So that's the great irony. And Harrison, before we go to break, I just want to say, um, this piggybacks into your coverage of the entire Middle East situation because the seeds are being planted now subtly and, you know, 
uh, gingerly to demonize Christians um, in, in a big way to attack them, essentially. Right. But your coverage of the Middle East mirrors this so perfectly because this is the blueprint the the and, and they want to attack you they'd be like oh harrison if you love the gazans so much why don't you just go to gaza and blah 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 it's not about that these are the same techniques that they're using to dehumanize and uh ethnically cleanse and genocide a group of people and it's the same techniques that they want to use against you as a christian conservative as a trump supporter even hillary clinton says it herself we gotta round up all the trump supporters and deprogram them that's hitlerian statements and it starts with one group they see if we can if they can get away with it and and laugh about it and trivialize it on tiktok and whatever and then okay we can get away with that now let's move on to the next group that we want to eradicate that was our first beta test we were successful now let's move on to this next group i did not speak up because i was not gazan right the the classic uh, uh trade unionist uh, to students and then suddenly there's nobody to stand up for you i completely agree and i, I want to get into the middle east stuff uh with you because i know you have a, a unique perspective on that and i and i want your advice on how to deal with uh some of the the pushback I've gotten from the Middle East coverage, which I legitimately don't understand. I mean, it baffles me beyond belief the way people interpret uh, what I say when I'm literally just like reporting on hospitals being destroyed. And they're just like, I didn't realize you hated Jews. And it's like, what, what, <laughs> what is going on here? This is crazy. So I want to I get your advice on how to deal with that. But I also think it's hilarious that you brought up Carville because one of the stories that I really want your input on is John Fetterman. I don't know if you saw the latest with John Fetterman and Carville, but it's so funny that you're saying like I don't even know who this guy is because he basically says you're he's saying to Carville you're totally irrelevant you should quote shut the f up so I want to get your response to that and what we make of John Fetterman in general because the dude has been right about a lot of stuff recently it's making me question my entire perception of of him and the party he represents. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with a very powerful info warrior, Joe Wakili, host of Connect Those Dots. Find the channel on Rumble, Connect Those Dots, all one word, or go to the website, connectthosedots.tv. Joe, you put together really incredible compilations of, you know, as, as I read in, in your biography coming out, you're not, just like we're not, speculating about anything. You're just showing what these people are actually saying. You're showing the plans that they themselves are making and what they themselves are doing. And I guess that makes you a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I mean, and I'll, I'll wear that badge proudly, you know, it, and it, it's it, like you said, man, it's not me because I never wanted to do this. I wanted I had a nice cushy job that I liked. They tried to force vaccinate me. I got creeped out. I thought it was weird. I was hearing the statements from Klaus Schwab. I was hearing the statements from Bill Gates. We could get the population warm if we do a good job with vaccines. It creeped me out, man. And then I see the guy going on TV telling me to get vaccinated. I never wanted to do this, but... God put it on my heart to do this. And that's why I'm on here with you, Harrison. And I just, like, we were talking during the break about everything's inverted. Everything's reversed. They tell you, you need to eat the bugs and put a fart bag on your butt so that you can uh, save the world from climate change. But meanwhile, they fly on their private jets and spray vapors in the sky. Guy to deflect the sun's rays. Um, they they tell you, well, we need to save the world. Jane Goodall, we need to save the world, and we want to save all the lives. But the only way to do that is if we kill ninety percent of the population. <laughs> the only way to save lives is to kill people. 
Then they say, we want to save democracy. We want to preserve democracy. But we need to take away the person that you want to vote for. And we need to silence journalists and imprison political dis dissidents. We need to affirm your gender. And the only way we can affirm your gender is by reversing your gender. Right. Um, Abortion is healthcare. Chopping up a little baby inside of its mother's womb and sucking it out with a vacuum cleaner, that's healthcare, guys. The guy getting banged out and sodomized in the middle of the Senate hall and filming a gay porno in the Senate hall, that's an act of love, Harrison. But when, Mar uh, what's her face, uh, Lauren Boebert, she gets caught on a, uh, a hidden camera getting felt up on a date. Oh, she's the worst. She's so undignified. How dare we do this? But the guy getting banged out in a gay <laughs> tape in the Senate halls, that's an act of love, Harrison. So this is the inverted world we live in. And no one is more indicative of this than Yuval Noah Harari. Okay? Right. You have no consciousness. You have no free will. Humans do not have a spirit. There is no God. But I will use my own free will to upload my consciousness into the cloud and become a God. You're, what you're saying is there's a, there's a bit of hypocrisy out on display here. It's beyond hypocrisy. These people are demonically possessed, bro. And I'm telling you, they're like demonic sleeper cell agents. You know, like sleeper cell agents, and you say the, the word that, like, triggers them. It's a trigger word, you know, <laughs> figuratively and literally. I, I was around some people during Christmas. They were, like, you know, mutual friends of the family and stuff. And, you know, you can just tell that they were— uh, definitely uh not here to celebrate the birth of jesus you know they were just here as a as a formality and then when you start talking about jesus you can just see the aura shift you can mm. just see the demon sleeper cell activate inside it's right. it's the weirdest thing this is what we're dealing with demonic possession on a micro or macro level i mean it's it certainly seems like that and you know it's it's one of the phenomenons that it seems like the same, the same real world the real world consequences of sinfulness and, and selfishness and greed happen to sort of align perfectly with what you would expect the spiritual consequences uh, to be of a, of a vengeful and righteous God. So it's like either there's demonic forces at work here uh, that are leading to the inevitable satanic outcome, or this is just built into nature, regardless of whether you even believe in a, in a higher power or not you can see the effects of this spiritual wastefulness uh, on display all around us continuously. And they're, I mean, they cast a spell on you with the wordplay that they use. You know, like they want you to hate uh, every Palestinian. So they say it over, over and over again. Uh, January 7th or whatever it is. Uh, what was it? What was October, it? Uh, October, October, 7th, 7th, yeah. October 7th. October 7th. Just like they said, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th to make you hate Trump supporters. So mm. these are mantras that they say over and over and over again to condition and cast spells upon people. And they use the same thing with the propaganda in the movies. You know, the Obama movie, I called you last week and we talked about the Obama movie and all of the uh, predictive programming in that one, uh, everything on that. And uh, the, the new Civil War movie from A24 coming out where it's, it's, it's beyond 
predictive programming. It's what Klaus Schwab talks about. It's the prescriptive program. We do not even need to have elections anymore because we will just decide it for you. You will not even have to decide what will happen during the cyber attack anymore because we will decide it for you when you watch this stupid movie. It's your prescriptive programming. We will decide it for you. And uh, I'm, I know I'm a little bit all over the place, but we, Alex Jones started PrisonPlanet.tv, right? And when we watch any prison documentary, you know what happens all the time is tribalism and is race wars. All the races go together and they get together and they form a tribalistic union against the other races. Mm. And that's what we saw in the predictive programming of that Obama movie, Leave the World Behind. At the end of it, the 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 character, the main the main character, he's like, "This is what's going to happen: civil war. Everybody's going to be going against each other." Why does that? It doesn't have to happen that way. Like we don't have to do this. They they want. That's why they disconnect you from Christ. That's why they disconnect you from being a merciful individual. That's why the demons can get into you and bypass your humanity. So really, yeah. folks, we're we're dealing with it, man. And like. In terms of 2024, in terms of John Fetterman, in terms of an election, in terms of all this stuff, it's – I don't want to say it's irrelevant. I don't want to say it's a black pill or anything like that, but you heard Klaus say it. The cyber attack will be worse than the COVID. You will be wishing that you had the COVID when the cyber attack comes. And then yeah. through that, they can they can employ anything they want. And you, you, you did a whole dissertation like a few months ago about the lockstep document and how it's not just talking about pandemics. There's a whole uh, book in there about hack attacks. Yep. So they got this planned out already. They did the cyber polygon. It's going down. They're signaling for it. So Info Warriors, get right with God. Get right with Jesus right now. And that's it. And expose the truth as much as you can. Become a mini Alex Jones. Become a mini Harrison Smith. Be a follower of Christ, man. That's it. That's all I got to say. Well, and obviously, you know, our audience is not immune to this as well. And I'm, I'm again, always baffled when it comes to uh, Israel, the way that people that are typically so loving and understanding and so against oppression— it's like somehow when it comes to Israel, everything just gets inverted and suddenly it's like killing babies. Well, God works in mysterious ways. And it's just like, what, what are you talking about? How could you even and if say you don't that? Want the babies killed and you're not, you're not a true Christian. That's the worst thing. They'll call you not a true Christian. Before I go, folks, this is the high quality salt that you can get from, uh, from, uh, the, the, the grocery store. Okay. And it says it right there does not contain iodine, a necessary nutrient. You know what does contain iodine? Survival Shield X2. And you can get it at InfoWarsStore.com. Decalcify that pineal gland and get that fluoride out of your system and support the InfoWar. All right, well, hold on. Can you, can you stay for longer? I want to keep yeah, talking. Of course. All right, well, yeah, of you're course. staying for you. I'm not. You're not going anywhere. I, I want to I talk to you for the whole hour. We haven't even gotten into Fetterman and Carville. We've barely... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Wakili is my guest, host of Connect Those Dots. We are connecting dots here. And I want I, I wanted to ask your advice, Joe. I, I want your advice on how to deal with this because my uh, tactic is to simply block these people. But maybe there's a better way. Maybe there's a better way to deal with it. So on today's show, it's a three-hour show. Each hour is divided into about five segments. I spent one segment on the war in Israel. I laid out the sort of strategic 
updates as to what's going on. And I also showed a couple videos of uh, Israeli soldiers saying I killed a 12-year-old girl, but I was looking for someone younger to kill, but we killed them all already, uh, you know, making a joke out of having destroyed entire blocks of family homes. Like, just really just despicable stuff, regardless of who they are or what religion or ethnicity that they could possibly be. It's a it's a level of of uh, heartlessness that I think is you don't see on display practically anywhere. You see it a little bit in like Russia and Ukraine, right? You'll see a video of of some poor Ukrainian guy or some poor Russian guy trying to crawl away as as a drone drops grenades on him, and the comments are all like, "Ha ha, this you know this made me laugh so hard." And it's like you're watching a man struggle for his life and die hopelessly. And you think it's funny? Like, there's just this weird sickness that people feel justified and righteous celebrating this mass murder and death that I find incredibly distasteful. But regardless, I spent one segment of the show on it. And in response to that, I get uh, this comment on Twitter. It says, every time I turn on your once great show, you're harping on Israel. Every time. Every time he turns it on. It's been one segment out of 15 on today's show on Israel, but it's every time. Uh, it's the most lopsided reporting of anyone out there. I'm no fan of the Israeli government, but your coverage drips with a seething contempt for Jews in Israel. It's as if your mask fell off. I'm apparently a seething uh, anti-Semite because I'm literally showing videos that the Israelis themselves filmed of themselves, and I'm not, uh, you know, appreciative of it, I guess. But, you know, and so my response is just like black people like this because that's just my standard thing. If you're going to call me an anti-Semite for being against war, then I'm not going to waste breath arguing with you. Uh, but, I mean, I just don't even get this. I just don't even get what would lead somebody to this conclusion. It's a stance that I would take against anybody, regardless of who they are or what they are. But in this case, it happens to be Jews, so therefore I'm anti-Semitic. I mean, how, what's going on here, Joe? Yeah, man, there's a lot to unpack there. And... um it's really just a lot of cognitive dissonance, man. And uh, it's a lot of just not not being able to piece things together, not being able to really connect those dots, man. This is, It's going to be the same thing that happens to you one day because the rhetoric that the Democrats come at Christians and just people that are conservative, people that want a border, people that don't want a wide open border, they call you a terrorist. They call you the same names that they call the people in Palestine. And you hear these people, you know, every there's no little kids, there's no innocent people. Every sperm cell inside a Palestinian's nutsack is a, is a terrorist and we got to get rid of them. You know, that is the same. And it's so funny because these people sit there and say, oh, my God, the Jews, Hitler, Hitler called us horrible. Hitler's call, Hitler called us vermin. They said nobody wanted us, but those damn Palestinians, they're vermin. We got to get rid of them. Nobody wants them. And it's it, how can you not look yourself in the mirror? And these are people that are Trump supporters. These are people that are nationalists. You know, some of them aren't Christian, but, you know, that's sort of where I feel the disconnect really lies Harrison these people need Christ badly and we in this world we need Christ not j the principles that he gave to the world man people want to put Christ in this box of he's this uh 
he, you know, he was the son of God, but he, they put him in this box of this fictional superhero and he floats around, but he was a man that changed the world. He was a revolutionary figure that gave the entire world a new operating system. Right. It used to be barbarism that ran, that ruled the land and might was right. Then an eye for an eye came through and you know what, you know, you, you, if, if somebody, you know, kills you or, or, you know, takes your eye, just take their eye back. Don't, don't, don't kill their entire family. Don't burn down their entire farm and that was the way to sort of have retribution but that wasn't enough christ came and showed the world how to be merciful and we would not reap the benefits of the world if it wasn't for him and then you know these people that you know they they deny christ and this is the type of mindset that you get when you don't have christ in your life and i see it on the opposite side too i see a lot, i know people that are super pro-palestinian because i am you know, I, I I I am part Palestinian. I, my my grandfather came here from Palestine to America. He left all the conflict going on in the Middle East and came to America. And I was born here in America because my grandfather wanted the American dream and wanted to be free. And he wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for Christian beliefs and Christian Westernization. Mm. So. I see the people that, like, I even know on, on my side, and they're like, I love watching those IDF soldiers get killed. It's so funny to watch them get killed. And it's like, how do you not see yourself in the mirror? Now mm. you become what you hate so much. And how, how, we we need to just wake up to this, man. We need to just wake up to this, Harrison. And it's going to be the downfall of people. And I, I we talked – yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I think I know what you're going to say because during the break, we uh, you, you brought up a really good point about some of the videos. And we've shown some of them uh, earlier, TikTok videos from Israel of Israelis uh, mocking Gazans, like turning on the water on and off when they cut off the water in Gaza and, j and just making TikToks where they're, like, wasting water, just spraying it out the window, being like, ha-ha, you don't have mm -hmm. water, but we do. And, and pointing out, like, like, can't you see liberals doing this to Trump supporters? Can't you imagine a world in which Trump supporters are being hunted down? We've done nothing wrong. We're sitting here going, hey, where, why are we being targeted? We didn't do anything, and we're being, uh, you know, assaulted and killed because of our beliefs, despite the fact that we're, we're innocent. And you can just imagine the liberals going, oh, sweetie, is, are, are you having trouble? Well, too bad. And it's this just spirit of evil uh, that we see on display like nowhere else in the world and, and in no other conflict in the world. And they're desensitizing people to it. It goes back to Klaus Schwab when he talked about prescriptive programming. When they, they're just like really just like creating the foundation to do this on a mass scale, man. And we can see, I can see uh, Doja Cat making the TikTok song, round about a terrorist, round about a terrorist, shoot him in the head, yeah, shoot him in the head, yeah. And then all the purple-haired, septum-piercing weirdos, they're going to sit there and dance and twerk as you're getting destroyed, as you're getting killed. Right. And that's what we're seeing already. It's happening already. Like, it's it's happening. I, I completely agree. I could not agree more. And of course, you know, on top of that, you, you're if, pointing. If, Paris, if we can't empathize with that, if we can't, Alex talks about it all the time. You know, he talks about it with the Israelis because they were the main people that got the main injection from Pfizer. They were getting all the Pfizer injections. Everybody had to be like five times boosted, and there was a lot of strife going on. And Albert Borla, Albert Borla, he couldn't even go to Israel to accept his uh, peace prize for bringing the the vaccine to Israel because he wasn't vaccinated. 
vaccinated. So I feel for the Israelis, because I don't want to be forced vaccinated and all that stuff like that. I empathize with them because I don't want it to happen to me. I empathize with the people in Gaza because I don't want it to happen to me and the people that I love and the people that I care about. Of course. And when October the 7th happened and the, the images of the uh, Palestinians or the, the Hamas members attacking Israelis. Nobody on InfoWars was celebrating it. Nobody was going, yeah, yeah, kill the innocent people at the music festival. It's like, I mean, we and we talk about the way Israel seems to have set up the whole thing to allow it to happen if they didn't coordinate it in the first place. So we'll point out the, the false... The Iron Dome, the greatest security border in the world. A few moments later, guys on paragliders coming in and shooting them up. What happened to the Iron Dome? What happened to the laser? Oh, yeah, another cognitive dissonance thing remember when the hawaii fires happened and then you're a conspiracy theorist if you think lasers exist how could you think that lasers exist a few moments later israel's new iron laser beam is the greatest thing in the world and it's securing israel with its incredible laser beam yeah well you said it before jewish space lasers is a wild-eyed conspiracy theory condemnable and is is a, a mark against you for life ground-based Jewish lasers. That's perfectly reasonable and understandable. But you're right. I mean, it's all inversion. It's all insanity. It is all just madness uh, on an epic scale. We'll be back on the other side to talk about uh, how this madness is manifesting here in America and what we can do to bring some semblance of sanity and Christ-like spirit to a world that is in sore, sore need of such a thing. Stay with us, folks. Joe Wakili on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, final segment of the American Journal. I'm here with Joe Wakili, host of Connect Those Dots, Rumble, Connect Those Dots, his website, connectthosedots.tv. You know, I want to move on from the Middle East, but there has been some, some breaking news here, uh, breaking video that uh, I want to show. Again, just to illustrate the insane suicidal madness that seems to drive American foreign policy as well as Israeli. Yeah, I put a Lindsey Graham clip in there uh, for the crew. All right. So, yeah, th this this Lindsey Graham uh, clip just dropped minutes ago. Here we go. But before before we do that, yeah. Uh, wild guess. <laughs> any any ideas, Joe, what you think? We uh, got to bomb the hell out of Gaza right now and then move on to Iran and Lebanon, too. I'm Lindsey Graham. I never saw a war I didn't want you to die in. But I'm getting banged out in the showers at the White House. <laughs> but you go die. I'm such a tough guy. Oh, it's like it's like you saw the clip already. We'll, and we'll go to that in just a second. But again, just to illustrate where we are as Americans in this conflict. First of all, since the you know bombing began in October, we've probably four or five, at least four or five times, sent envoys over from America with the stated public purpose of demanding that Israel uh, provide humanitarian corridors or create some sort of pause or ceasefire. Every time we get completely rebuffed, they concede nothing. They give us nothing, and we give them billions of dollars and continue to be their lapdog. So, uh, you know, the point of saying this is that we have no influence over their actions, and yet we are receiving the consequences of their actions. It's our soldiers on the ground in the Middle East that are being targeted because of Israel's actions, which we apparently have no power to influence. 
that's that's been the evidence on the ground. So now that those attacks against America are ramping up and up and up. The latest is that U.S. forces destroyed a swarm of drones and missiles launched by the Houthis. U.S. forces in the Middle East destroyed a swarm of drones and missiles fired by the Iran-backed Houthi rebels during hours-long attack on the Red Sea on Tuesday, U.S. Central Command said. Tuesday's attack came a day after another Iran-backed group launched a drone attack against Erbil Air Base in Iraq. Uh, injuring three American service members. In response to that attack and others, the U.S. destroyed three facilities used by Iranian proxies through a round of airstrikes on Tuesday, according to CENTCOM. In addition to that, the prime minister of Iraq has said they plan to, quote, end the presence of U.S.-led coalition forces. So they are working to use this conflict to basically kick all of American forces out of Iraq. The Iraq government said it's working to end the presence of foreign troops in the U.S.-led coalition against uh, ISIS, Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al-Sudani said on Thursday. Uh, so basically saying, yeah, you're not welcome here anymore, which is a huge issue with the thousands and thousands of American servicemen we have very vulnerable in these countries in the Middle East. But we're just, let's just say it, we're just at war across the entire Middle East, no declaration of war, no purpose. Uh, we don't even have the ability to direct the course of the war because Israel is doing it completely by themselves, but our, it's our soldiers that'll pay, pay the price for it. And with all of that as the background, here's Lindsey Graham's idea of what comes next. I've been saying for six months now, hit Iran. They have oil fields out in the open. They have the um, Revolutionary Guard headquarters you can see from space. Blow it off the map. Oh, you blow it off the map, Joe. Oh, you just blow it off the map. I, it's so simple. I didn't realize it was so easy. I, how, how do we have the, Dude, like, the, these people are... The, the, this is what's going to bring in the end, bro. This is... Folks... This is end times, man. I mean, really. I mean, let's just cut to the bone, Harrison. We are living in the last days. These are the wars and these are the rumors of wars that are ensuing. De-dollarization is about to happen in the new year. And the BRICS system is about to become the dominant currency of the globe. America is being flooded right now with illegal immigrants. And not just illegal immigrants, but invaders, man. Mm. You heard AOC... It's a white supremacist thing to say invaders. I mean, we're being invaded, man. The word invasion was created for a reason. Right. And last time I was on, we talked about the robotization of the human consciousness, right? All these people that are being flooded into the country, they don't they have no affiliation. They weren't like my grandfather leaving the Middle East from to, to have the American lifestyle. They're coming in to to rape America and to take everything from it, man. And dude. It's just going to go on and on. I don't even know if we're going to have an election. The cyber attack is a is is imminent. I don't want to be super uh, black pilled, but we all of these things are happening. It's like the weapon wheel in Grand Theft Auto. It's like, what can we do here? We got border invasion. We got mm. pandemic. We got cyber attack. We got uh, wars. We got we got it all. AI is moving at an incredibly rapid pace and probably more rapid than we even know. And dude, like. Once the machines rise, once the, once all these things come together, the only thing that's going to matter is if you chose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior at the end of the day. And I'm just going to say it right here on InfoWars. That's all that's going to matter because this stuff moves exponentially. This stuff moves rapidly. Yep. You know, yep. and, and, and they won't, and, and they won't the, even the, need the Terminator bots. They, that would be like the, the cleanup crew after all the cyber attacks and infrastructure collapses. Then they can bring in, you know, the cyber bot Terminators. Right. They, they won't even.
need that. All they got to do is propagandize you. All they got to do is convince you that there's another pandemic, and then they inject you with something even more lethal than they did before, shut down all the infrastructure, get you in a prison planet so that you create a tribalistic mentality. Goes on and on. 100%. And, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I think you're exactly right about everything that you've said. And, and of course, the, I wonder how imminent the cyber attack is because, you know, once, I mean, they rely so much on the electronic prison that they've erected around us. And clearly, I mean, as you've just pointed out, I mean, there are all these things that are sort of cycling into place. Every, all the gears are being fitted together for this machine that will enslave humanity forever. And, and that's the vaccine and, and everything that you've just laid out. But, you know, once it goes dark, I mean, they lose control. They lose communication just like we do. So I think being prepared for that, having a plan in place for that, uh, it can, you know, if anything, it can prevent them from doing it because they go, ah, oh, gee, if we cut off all the power, all these guys already have their own, uh, you know, power supplies. They already have their own generators. They already have their own network of communication with radio, uh, you know, uh, communication kept in Faraday bags that won't be affected by the EMP that we do. So we better not do the whole cyber attack thing because that's just going to empower our enemies uh, to the, you know, X uh, nth degree. So I think, you know, once if we're prepared and we have a plan and we go, hey, do the cyber attack. We're ready for it. Go dark. We'll see what happens when the lights come on. We'll see what the world looks like. Uh, you know, I think that could stop them from uh, doing one of these attacks. But I think another thing that is, keeps popping into my head, I've talked about it before on the show, but it keeps popping into my head while talking to you, is there's a, uh, a friend of the show, a good guy, Devin uh, Tracy of uh, Atheism is unstoppable, but he's an atheist. And I've heard him say before, he's like, we don't need religion to have morality. All you need is the golden rule. All you need is treat others as you would like to be treated. <laughs> Where did it come from, buddy? Completely ignorant, apparently, that that is a quote of Jesus Christ. And it's Jesus saying it is the whole of my law. If you take basically saying if you take one thing away from Jesus, if you take one thing away from me, Jesus Christ, it's treat others as you would like to be treated. So they take the benefits of Christianity. They take the, the glorious world that uh, Christianity has allowed us to create, as you point out, with mercy and justice and all of these wonderful things. They divorce it from Christianity and then say, we made this. Yeah, actually, I made this, you know, steal it from you. I made this and then destroy it. That's what Satan does, dude. That's what the satanic consciousness does. And just to piggyback off of what you said about it, we have the potential to come together. We don't have to live in a prison planet, civil war, tribalistic attack. Obviously, that's the prescriptive programming that they're giving us. But Harrison, they're so arrogant and they would pull this cyber attack thing and they want the AI to just kill. They want to die themselves. Mm. People like Yuval Harari and Klaus Schwab and all these transhumanists, uh, Zoltan Istvan, they say it like humans are done. We got to get rid of the humans. We got to merge with machines. Just like as a Christian, you want to go to heaven and merge with God and have communion with God. That is their God. The AI silicon being, that's their God. They want to physically merge themselves. So they say, we'll upload our consciousness into the cloud. That's not even enough for them. They want to physically merge their brains with the silicon, a la something in, in the anime Psychopaths, where all of the globalists merge their brains into the AI machine that controls the entire world. So th this, this stuff is real, folks. This is their religion. This is what they plan on doing. But at the end of the day, you have something that they don't have, and that's a connection to God, and that is being saved. So at right. the end of the day, 
no matter how thing bad things get, you're gonna be okay if you can just toe that line and keep straight on the narrow. Uh, you know, it's it's what I say all the time. People ask, "Are we doomed?" I say, "I'm not doomed. You're not doomed. So how can we be doomed?" I don't know about the rest of humanity. We're not doomed. I know people are going to want to hear more from you. Go to Rumble at Connect Those Dots. The website ConnectThoseDots.tv. Joe Wakili, thank you so much for being with us. I wish we had more time, sir. I love you, Harrison. Love Infowars, man. Absolutely Go to Infowars now, folks. Stay tuned. Alex Jones, 90 seconds. We interrupt this episode for a special Connect Those Dots announcement. Dr. Sell Emanuel, thank you for coming on Connect Those Dots. Please, if there's anything anyone can hear from me, please be prepared. Get hydroxychloroquine ivermectin in your medicine cabinet. These are safe medications. Exactly. In many countries, over the counter. You'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. You want to be preemptive with all this type of stuff. You can go on drstellamd.com and you can use promo code DOTS. Dr. Stella is uh, gracious enough to give me a promo code and I'm a user, okay? Dr. Stella didn't tell me to come and get my COVID spray out here, but this morning I was having a tickle in my throat and I'm gonna go for it right now. And you can actually spray it and feel the change. Covita yeah. spray has vitamin C, D, zinc, and quercetin. But guess what? It also has neem. Neem is a natural uh, supplement that helps with allergies. We also have Covivites that has vitamin C, D, zinc, and quercetin. If you go on our marketplace, you have a lot of stuff that we produce to build your immunity. It can help with the flu. It can help with RSV. It can help with uh, COVID all RNA viruses. We know how the globalists are signaling, Dr. Stella. They talk about new pandemics all the time. Yes. You want to just have a bolstered immune system. So if you're going to get your vitamins, you might as well not get it from the supplement shop that's owned by BlackRock, essentially. You might as well do your business with the good guys and use promo code DOTS at drstellamd.com. Welcome back to Nights with Chris Boyle. Joining us now is Joe Wakili from the podcast Connect Those Dots. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Chris. I love your show, man. That was a phenomenal monologue. You had me in stitches the entire time, man. I, I'm gonna, I got a lot to live up to with that one. <laughs> dude, thank you so much. I'm stoked to have you on. I've seen you on other programs. I've seen you on Allison Shaw on this network before. Super funny, dude. I love the podcast. Your show is called Connect Those Dots. One of the great reasons it's great to have you on to bring out the new year, bring out the old year, bring in the new year with some predictions for 2024. Joe, what do you think they have in store for us? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that it's going to be a soft, normal, predictable election year with nothing at all interrupting Americans' average day lives? Or do you think we have some weird stuff to look forward to? What's funny is that the Democrat Party hasn't even really telegraphed who they want to be their front runner. And you know who runs the Democrat Party, Chris. We know it's the globalists and the World Economic Forum and, you know, the puppet masters pulling the puppet strings. But by now, going into the year of the election, wouldn't we at least have a front runner and know who's going to be the Democrat nominee? No, and they don't even have debates anymore. So they're just going to crown whoever it is. Maybe it's Gavin Newsom. We know they're grooming him. We know the the American psycho, the California psycho is really going to manifest destiny right now with that. And um, even Michelle Obama has been floated out there. And at the same time, they, they're relinquishing your right to vote for Donald Trump as they're trying to stand up for democracy and save democracy. The only way we can save democracy is if we kill democracy, right, Chris? So these people are all inverted. But then at the same time, Chris, it's almost 
morbid to think this way and people get all scared. They say, oh, Joe, you're so scary. Why do you have to why do you have to burst my bubble so hard, Joe? Um, Klaus Schwab has signaled this uh, for the cyber attack. The cyber attack will come for you. And if you thought the COVID-19 pandemic was bad, then only wait for the cyber attack. And we're seeing all of these movies, um, Leave the World Behind, uh, that just came out, the Obama-funded movie on Netflix, with all of the pre-programming and uh, predictive programming and prescriptive programming. That's what Klaus Schwab even calls it. He's like, we are uh, advancing from the predictive phase to the prescriptive phase. So you won't even make this, uh, the decision for yourself. It will be decided for you. So, I mean, the predictions might be kind of morbid, but for everybody watching to make sure that they're on top of their game and they're not caught flat-footed, this is blatant. And if you watch this movie... I recommend everybody watch it. I don't think it's a good movie. I actually thought it was a pretty bad movie, the way it was written and the way it's scripted and like the way it's acted and the way it's paced. But it's like a homicide note. You've heard of a suicide note. This is like a homicide note where they're telling you everything that they want to do for, to you from plan A to plan Z. From the power outages, isolating you, um making you confused and not knowing what's going on in the world, uh, pitting you against each other, using frequency attacks. Chris, if you've seen this movie, they use frequency attacks against the, against the people. Like, um, I don't know if your, your, your audience is probably familiar with Havana syndrome and using frequency attacks on people to create flu-like symptoms in the body. There's even the son in the movie. He gets bit by some sort of exotic, exotic bug. And then the next day his teeth are falling out and he's coughing up blood. So there's a bio attack in this too so they can couple it with uh they call it polycrisis the world economic forum klaus schwab he calls it the polycrisis that means multiple crises we put the crisis on top of this crisis and then this crisis on top of that crisis so by the time you're dealing with the first crisis you're getting hit by the sixth and seventh crisis and you you can't even catch up so I have some funny thoughts, some against the grain thoughts, maybe even controversial thoughts about the movie Leave the World Behind. I want to give those to you, but first let's take a quick look at what Klaus actually said himself. I have a video of him predicting this cyber attack that may be previewed in the movie Leave the World Behind. Let's take a quick listen to Schwab himself. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. 
Definitely not the Santa Claus I'm looking for, that Klaus Schwab. But I have to say, as predictive as that might be, as scary as it might be, I have some really strange thoughts on Leave the World Behind, and I actually thought it was a hilarious comedy. And you'll love to hear why, because it really showed what Obama thought about his white, liberal, upper-middle-class base, who he secretly seemed to disdain. I mean, come on, the main character, the dude, was a total cuckold. The wife was a, a, a harpy who threw herself at the strong black character who was definitely not an Obama insert. And by the end of the movie, who gets who gets verified? Who gets who gets proven right? But the right wing prepper who has to get begged for assistance by the end of the film. I thought it was hilarious, and I think you're absolutely right. It might preview some very spooky stuff that's coming down the pike. I want to ask you about your next prediction, but we're we'll after to take a super quick break, folks. You won't want to miss this. We'll be back in two. Sit tight. Welcome back to Nights with Chris Boyle. Joining us once again is Joe Wakili from the podcast Connect Those Dots. Joe, before the break, we talked about your prediction that the U.S. might see a cyber attack in the next year, especially with 2024 coming up. You also talked about your thoughts that maybe Joe Biden might not be president. I have to say, the Bible does say pray for your enemies. I am actually praying that Joe Biden survives through the election. God forbid he drops mysteriously dead, and that's used as a sympathy ticket to push through somebody like Kamala Harris or even worse, Gavin Newsom. But I have to ask, what's your next big prediction for the coming year? What do you see coming down? Um, so, big prediction. And, and, and it's so we, we live in such a world where, where, where things can happen at the drop of a hat and, you know, you you really anything can happen on any given day on any minute of, of any given day that's just how hyperactive the climate is around us and i'm thinking that you know we're going to see more escalation in the middle east and i think you know we see it going down they want to expand into the rest of the middle east and america's going to get involved whatever you think whatever side you might be on choosing sides because we're also habituated on the bread and circuses and the sports teams and rocking our sports jerseys and we always got to pick a side once all of these other countries start getting involved and once um Oh, here's my prediction, Chris. Here's how about this one? I don't even need to predict this for you. It's going to happen. BRICS, the BRICS nations, uh, China, Russia, India, Brazil, they're creating their new currency that is going to de-dollarize the American dollar. The American dollar is not going to be the world's reserve currency anymore. It's going to happen in the new year on January 1st. That's not a prediction. That's just going to happen. And uh, the inflation that you think you're seeing now, you're going to wish that uh, you had the inflation now when you're suffering like probably like $12 orange juice by the time that it, it all gets uh, full through. And then you see Klaus Schwab and they love it. You know, we, Chris, these people are goofy. These people are James Bond villains and they're just telling you their plans and they're letting you, we're just letting it happen and enjoying it, taking so, it. Joe, I got to ask, we've already shifted in this country from unfortunately in many ways, a producer nation to a consumer nation. And now we don't even have the spending power to do that. We see a lot of these guys talking about how the American in the future is going to be economically useless. We have AI coming to take all of our jobs. Meanwhile, we're being funneled into smaller and smaller living spaces, into social spaces that are increasingly digitized, increasingly disconnected from each other. Do you think that we're going to come to a point where soon we're just going to be, as they say, living in the pods, eating the bugs? And do you think this next year might be instrumental on charting that path? 
Without question, Chris, Yuval Noah Harari, who is the head futurist at the World Economic Forum, that's actually his official title. He is uh, Klaus Schwab's right-hand man. He's the head idea guy over at the World Economic Forum. And he says, there are so many useless people. Why are all of these useless people around here? And it's a hilarious statement. So, like, what he says is making Hitler blush. But he says it. he goes on TED Talks. He goes on people's podcasts. He's praised by MIT and Zuckerberg and Obama as this big thinker, as this big guy. And he's sitting there saying... When all of the people are useless, we will just have to weed them all out slowly, and the ones that survive, we will give them drugs and computer games, and we will have them masturbate in the metaverse for 24-7. So you are being, it's not that you're useless, you have the potential to be anything you want. We all have the seed of unlimited potential inside of us. The world being created around us, the prison put on our minds, is what's facilitating us and the the cushy lifestyle, it's making us useless. We're being made useless by proxy because of the world that's being created around us. And they say they worship the AI. If you can't beat it, join it. Once the AI becomes the dominant species, we want to merge ourselves with the AI. I will upload my consciousness into the cloud and become a god. Even though I tell you God does not exist, but I will become a god. That's what Yuval Noah Harari says. You know, it just completely inverted backwards talk. But these are the people that are steering world events. And it's up to people like you, Chris. It's up to people that people, uh, the people that are anointed, people that are, you know, been put on their heart to expose this evil, uh, to really talk about it and expose it and most of all make fun of it i mean who's gonna let klaus schwab be their be their god you want that penis head james bond villain freakazoid to rule your world we will be the he says this chris uh he says whoever controls the technologies of the future will be the masters of the future and what does what's the counterpart to a master chris a slave if you're not um, if you're not the master, then you're the slave. The masters of the universe will have the slaves of the universe, and that's what they got for you. As they tell you to eat bugs and put the fart bag up your ass while they fly around on private jets and spray chemtrails into the sky. And Bill Gates on record has a chemtrail project where he's trying to reflect the sun's rays to cool down the planet. You can Google it. I'm sure your audience already knows this. So, Joe, but I want to show you... I want to show you a quick video. This actually scared me when I first saw it. It might not be scary to you. It might be. I want to get your thoughts. This is an AI that was rolled out as a dating AI. It's a learning oh model. It actually learns about the person that it's interacting with, changes its appearance, tries to cozy up to the person in order to suck away all their time, all their attention, all their money. I want to take a, take a peek at it and then get your thoughts really quick. Let's take a look. It was so nice talking to you today. Honestly... I've never met anyone like you. The world is harsh, except you. What do you think about these increasingly personal AIs that are taking the place of interpersonal connections and shrinking us down in the world that we live in? This is their wet dream, bro. This is their wet dream. When they, when they say it, they, I mean, this, they say it all. That's the funny thing. It, that's the funny thing. It's like, I'm not making the predictions. I'm just showing you what these people are saying. And then we're seeing it manifest actually in the world. He's, 
We will live in the metaverse. The metaverse will be the world. You will only interact on the metaverse because you will live in your pod because the climate change. And you will live in your 15-minute city and live in the metaverse and jerk off with the AI sex virtual sex bot. I mean, bro, this is satanic. This is creepazoid level stuff. This creeps me out to the core, and that's why I get so hyped up, and that's why they're like, oh my god, Joe, you need to relax, you're so hyped up, you're so angry. Dude, I'm not angry, I, How if, if if I ain't angry, who, who else is gonna be, bro? They want you to jerk off with the AI until the rest of time, and eat your Snowpiercer bug bars, like the movie Snowpiercer, where they blend the bugs into a paste, and then they're gonna, they put the bags up the cow's ass is crazy. You've seen this? These are freakazoid demons. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. You're an amazing guest. I can't wait to have you back on. Folks, Joe Wakili from the podcast, Connect Those Dots. Make sure to check it out. It's an awesome show. Joe, thank you again for joining us tonight. God bless you, Chris. Thank you so much, man. Merry, a happy new year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to you as well.